Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 110. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan and Big Earth. And today we're going to do the bonus episode for the Arc of the Level of Losers. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're back for our extra special Arc bonus episode for the Arc of the Lovable Losers. We're going to be talking about building lovable losers and maybe give the people of CCO Nation, our, our our beloved audience, a reason to maybe build some of those jacked up generals that you just see with one list or two lists, even if maybe they aren't the optimal card that they would normally build with. Yes. Yeah, I, I summed that up pretty good. Yeah, I thought I was going to have to put something else in there, but no, this is that's what we're doing. Uh, and we have a special guest today. Yeah, uh, Big Urse, hashtag Big Urse. She's the official dog of the show. We're uh, teaching her manners and how to behave in new areas. So if you watch the pre-show, you got to, got to look at her. But she's laying over behind Ryan, and uh, if you hear her whimper or shake, that's what that is. Yeah, it's not uh, the like button that Brando's stepping on its neck. Yeah, <laughs> I just got that uh, in there. That's a good one. I like that. Okay. Stupid like button. Speaking of the like button, should you get right into social media coordinates and we can do all the other stuff after? Absolutely. We're CCO Podcast and CCO Brando on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see decks that we do across the course of the show. No real lists today, but we'll point at a couple of things for you. We are also commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions. Still some room for decks to do in this arc, but uh, no nudes. Uh, yeah, we haven't got nudes for a while. Get on it, guys. Get on not it. Right. You can also find us anywhere better podcasts are found. That's your iTunes, your Google Play, your Spotify's, your Podbeans, all those places. Podomatic, I guess, where we're still trying to... Yeah, that's actually where we are. <laughs> ...usurp the number one spot on the site. So if you give us a little bit of follow there, that'll help us out a lot. You can also find us on edhrec.com and... Flipside Gaming, where you can use special promo code CCOFU to get 10% off your entire order store-wide. Or, if that was too jumbled and you missed any of it, you can check us out at our official, official home on the entire internet, CommanderCookout.com. Yes. And on CommanderCookout.com's giveaway page, we have our latest deck giveaway outlined. If you go to our YouTube page, step on the like button's neck. I like that. Or leave a comment on any of our videos, like our most recent Candid Cookout, where we talk about my Animar deck. It'll get yourself entered into win the Alesha Who Smiles at Death deck that was built by the Commander's Brew Dudes on their episode 162. You can go have a listen to that. Ah, the CCOCO. CCO crossover. Yes. Yes. We are just going to continue adding letters to whatever alliteration we want. Yes. Well, C's and O's. That's, if we get C's and O's, we'll just add them. It'll be like CCO, CO, CCO, CO. It's like... And you're like, what the hell is it's that? It's like CCO binary. <laughs> it's like how me and Brando communicate to each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we start, Brando mentioned we're going to do some lovable losers that don't have very many builds, and boy, howdy. <laughs> do we have some junkers? But they're so good. Um, and a couple of them are actually way back in the day, we mentioned on the CCO pre-show, like two and a half years ago. Yeah. They were they made the list of decks that we wanted to build, but we we have never built them. So today we're going to do like mini deck techs. Yeah, just talk about some of the things that you could do if you, much like the time when we did all those decks that have no that had no builds at the time, 
we built an infect deck and a swarm deck and a yeah reanimator deck or something. But yeah, we're just gonna kind of go over a few lists and talk some little theory with you guys. Now, speaking of building lists and what have you, you built what we are now calling and sorry, the term is a little bit off color. <laughs> we are calling it the abortion deck. Yeah. So tell us about this. So what I did is I was I wanted to build a zombie list because, you know, I have lots of zombie stuff, but I had no idea how to go about doing it. So what I did was, like, you know what? Screw it. And I sat down and I took a three by five card and I drew 100 squares on the three by five card. And what I did is I went like, through. Like just a like a cue card? Like a flash card? Yeah. Okay. Like just drew some squares on it, and then as I went through my binder, every time I pulled out any card, basic land, anything, I ticked off a box, and that card was in the deck. And I just went until I had 100, all the decks, all the boxes were ticked, and then I sleeved it, shuffled it, and I played it. So you started with a white card with squares. Yep. Like a grid. Yep. And you just, like, highlighted them until it was all purple. Yep. Yellow, but yeah. And now you have a deck. And now I have a magic deck. And I think I heard... We were playing at different tables last Tuesday when we were playing with the Dude Bros, but I think I heard you cast Verena the Lich Queen. Yes. Is that, that the commandy? That, that is the commandy I picked. I had one, and she had the colors of all of the zombies that I had. Yeah. So I just picked her, and I figured, well, she's going to draw me cards, so if my deck is just total shit... At, At least, least you can draw cards. Yeah, exactly. I can kind of filter through some of the shit. And I mean, the way that you build decks, they always kind of start at the top, right? So like you got all these bombs and no way to get to them. So I can either swing into land to play my bombs or swing into bombs. Dude. Yeah. It's, it sound, it's, you know what? It sounds like a very healthy experiment in um, like card evaluation for EDH, right? Like you have you have a pick. It's like a draft almost, right? Yeah. It's like you're playing Commander Cube, and you're but the cube is your binder. Kind of, yeah. You can't unpick stuff and unhighlight a square. That's right. So you have to evaluate and say, I know that I'm going to want this effect. Because once you pick it, it's picked. Right. And then you move to the next pick. That's right. Is it good? It Honestly, it, it didn't do too bad. I had a little bit of, there was some effect stealing and some, uh, was it Stolen Strategy? Jeff was playing Stolen Strategy, and he had just happened to pull some stuff off the top of my deck that, had I got it, would have actually made the deck do fairly well. Huh. So I got, there was a couple of just unlucky turns of cards, which happens in every game. But other than that, I think it, it performed fairly well. I got second place in the game. Do you recommend that people do this? Yeah, I actually I had a lot of fun. I, I haven't looked at the deck. I don't really know what's in it. I just sleeved it real fast kind of while talking to Kyla at the table and put it in a box, and I haven't looked at it since. The only time I ever looked at it was when I was to shuffle it and play it. You got any tutors in there so you can look at it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I played a Terramorphic Expanse. That's my well, only... Yeah, we can count that because you my see tutor. your whole deck. Yeah, so I mean, sure... But, I mean, looking for a basic land, I don't think, really. Like, I'm not reading the cards because I don't want to ruin it for myself. But it's, it's fun. I highly recommend anybody try it. It's it's a lot of fun. Very excellent. And the deck is pretty cool so far. You know, I played 12 turns with it. I didn't get blown out. I had action on most turns. I interacted with the other players at the table. It, it is pretty good. Sweet. Should we go into... The next things that we wanted to talk about. We don't have any patron shout-outs today, but we do have 
But we do have to say that we want everybody who's going to be at MF in Calgary to come and see us. Yes. I should have said that right off the top. I know we mentioned it on the uh, on the pre-show this week. Make sure you come and see us. We're going to have our CCO shirts on, and, and all of the CCO dude bros that are going to be there are also going to have their CCO shirts. Yes. If you see one of them, of course, give them an FU. Get in a game with them because they're probably just going to scrub out of the modern main event. 100%. And then we'll just jam games. We uh, we Did you get the Commander Fanatic package with the tickets and stuff? Yes. So we can just literally walk up to the to the registration booth, cash in a ticket whenever, right? Yes. And we can just jam games. So come and see us. We'll, uh, we'll happily do a whatever. Yeah, man. We're hanging out. It's going to be a good time. MF in Calgary. I also know all the best places to drink in downtown Calgary, so... If you're into that, I uh, I can help you out. Yeah, I don't even know. Is our house downtown? No. Is it like close? Yeah. Is it like on the Red Mile? Is it on 17th? Is it across no. the bridge? Do you know no. where it is? Yeah, it's right across the bridge by the zoo. I don't know where the zoo is. What else is the zoo by? Inglewood. That's it. It's it's like a residential area. I don't know if you. Is that on the northeast or the northwest? Mm, middle. It's in the middle. I'm okay with this. It's not bad. It's two train stops out of the. Out of downtown. Oh, we'll be walking home. No. <laughs> no. No. Train stops in Calgary are further than you think. Yeah, everything in Canada is further than you think, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but the moral of the story is we're staying in, everybody listening, everybody has that kind of artsy area of their town. That's where we're staying. We're staying in an Airbnb. I don't know if I should be shouting out the app, but hey, man, we're staying in a house instead of a hotel, and it's costing us way less. So Is that um, like is that on the bottom of the hill when you cross the bridge, like by Kensington? Mm-mm. Going the other, you're going the wrong way. Ah, okay. Yeah. I used to live like just up the hill from Kensington. My rich auntie lived like up the hill when I worked there. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, that's that's neither here. That's we're not a Calgary geography podcast. We are certainly not a Cal- Calgary geography podcast. When I lived there, I knew how to find my way around on the train. That's the end of it. Sweet. Yeah, man. I knew which stop to get off at and which direction to turn to get where I'm going. That <laughs> is that's the extent of it, man. I even lived by a train stop and Crack Max. So we called it because you could buy a Slurpee or a submarine sandwich or a bag of cocaine at that uh, at that max. Well, not much has changed. I mean, like there's a there's a max by your house now, which is fine, I think. But if you go across the street, yeah, you can definitely get some meth there. You are definitely yeah. under the freeway at Stab's place. Yes, and it's called Stab's place for a reason because people get stabbed there, stabbed with meth in their eye. Yeah. Just because we're doing this is a bonus episode, we can kind of do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say let's get into a deck, but somebody, sure, you've got something else. Somebody sent me a video yesterday of these two guys, and the video was like, "Take it like a man," and somebody would. Walk oh yeah, them. I saw that. Did you see that? And it was like some guy, and he gave him like some super duper hot sauce, and it's like, "Hey man, take it like a man." And the guy was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna do this," and he poured hot sauce in his eyes. I seen one guy get hit with a weed whacker. It's, don't do this. You don't do that stuff. It, it, that's like eating a Tide Pod. That's right up there with eating a Tide Pod or snorting cinnamon or any of that stupid crap that people do on the internet because they're dumb. Yeah, it's stupid. I just I just watched like the first couple. I was like, no, this is enough. This is this is enough. I've seen enough for the rest of forever. You know what? It's kind of just promoting that really toxic masculinity. I think that's what people call it, right? Like, I, I think that's boys forever. will be boys. Men will do things that make them appear tough. No, I don't know. Just whatever. Yeah. Who cares? I'm super tough, and I don't need to have somebody back over my foot with a car to prove it. Oh, yeah. That was one of them. Yeah. Yeah, no. You know what You know what being super tough is? 
getting up to go to work at five in the morning and working all day so you can bring money home. And then coming home to your partner and respecting them. Yes. Yeah, nothing is more badass than treating your partner with respect. Nothing is more badass than making supper. Yeah, and then doing the dishes. And maybe vacuuming. Well, I don't know, man. That's Ah uh, no. My kid that's scary, my dude. kid <laughs> dropped an entire tin of coffee yesterday. Oh. And it just went like it landed on its side, so when it the lid popped off and it tipped, it just went everywhere. Oh. And then he threw it around like sand. He probably ate some of it. Luckily he got a little bit scared when it fell and and like it's a it's a spill and that shouldn't happen so he kind of like backed away because he didn't know what to do so luckily i got a like a measuring cup and scooped it all up and didn't tell rebecca and then i <laughs> vacuumed the rest of it <laughs> and then he hid in the dryer and you turned it on for a little while just to show him who's boss <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that was not a thing let's talk about a deck okay fine you talked about knowing your way around the train i was going to segue into luckily we know our way around edhrec.com oh we do we found our way over to the mono black section and we found two stinkers stinkers the art's awesome yeah cool fantasy art from the mid 90s right all traditional mediums yeah dude These two guys were on our original list when we first started planning for the show. They're both from Weatherlight, Gallobraid, and Morin Fen. Uh, Now, I think in real magic life, they were like Phyrexian bad guys. And they are bad. Yeah, they're super bad. Five drops, right? Black, black, three. One of them's a five, five trampler. That's Gallobraid. That's right. And then Morin Fen is a 5-4 flyer. Cumulative upkeep. They both have cumulative upkeep. Pay one life. Ooh. So every upkeep, you put a time counter on them, and then you have to pay the cumulative upkeep cost for every time counter on them. So the turn that you can attack with them, you have to pay a life. Next turn, pay two. Next turn, pay three. Are we okay with this? Normally, no. But today, I think we might be. Now, just... Just to show you how lovably loserish these guys are, Mornfen, 17 lists. Gallobraid, a whopping, a whopping four. Four. You can count them on one hand unless you've had a tragic, tragic woodshop accident. Or if you're Tom Brady, then you, if you had six or seven lists, you could count them on one hand. Because <laughs> he had extra fingers attached for all of his Super Bowl rings. Yes. So we're going to look at Morinfen today. He's the flyer. I think he's probably a little bit better because he's just like harder to block, right? Well, he has flying, so I know yeah. f- flyers exist, but I mean, if you just stack block my trampler, nothing can get through if you're playing tokens. Yeah. If your tokens don't fly, I'm getting through for all five or more. So if we go into his list on edhrec.com, we want to look at, is this how we would build it? Is this the list? And- I think I think Gallibrate and Mornfen are kind of bad examples because they're they're like Big Daddy Black, and right? they both go in each other's decks. Also, oh yeah, I guess I think they were brothers actually. Probably they Bro- look like brothers. They they could be. So we've kind of built a deck like this in the past. Um, Mono Black. I guess I'll just die. Yeah. <laughs> super super fun list. I don't remember the episode, but if you Googled, like, I guess I'll just die, CCO podcast, I'm sure it'll come up. The first card in Morinfen's deck is Magus of the Mirror. Magus of the Mirror is a 4-2 human wizard for Black Black 4, has tap, sack, exchange life totals with another player. So that was a superstar in our I guess I'll just die deck because you swap life totals after you've cumulative upkeep 
a bunch of times. Yeah, you go down to two, then switch life totals with somebody, then sign in blood them and they die. Yeah, I like sign in blood. It's a good one. Sometimes it just gets them, right? Sometimes you just got to get... I think you did that a couple weeks ago. I wanted to. Remember I was ragging on Alex for not getting a chip in two damage on you? Right. You ended up winning the game. Had I been able to untap, I would have drawed, sacked my dude, you would have lost a bunch of life, and then I could have signed and blooded you. But I didn't get to untap, and Alex didn't attack you. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a couple other kind of like uh, their soul conduit that lets people switch life, and then there's uh, Mirror Universe from Legends that lets people switch life. I think, is Mirror Universe not the thing that Magus of the Mirror is the Magus of? Yes. So that probably means that it's going to cost a billion dollars. Yes. Yeah. It's up around 300 American, which is 38,000 Canadian. Roughly. So if you want to really tune your Gallo Braid deck, or Morin Fen, or whoever the hell this guy is, you, you, you just better be ready to shell out that coin, baby. I wish that they had partner. Speculation. Do you think they would ever print something that would let you play, like, another commander along with your commander with some kind of, like, heinous drawback? I hope so, because then I can play Gallobraid and Morinfen together. Like, you could do Gallobraid, Morinfen, like, because they share, a, like, if the creatures share a color, you could play them both. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, you think they'd ever do something like that? It would be super hard, because it would, it would break commander yeah, instantly. Y- you would need to have certain new rules structure in place, right? To say these two things can both be your commander. And if they did it where they were both the same color identity and like you're not just playing a second guy to get access to a different color, I think that that would be okay. And I I, I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility. Do we want that though? Part of me wants to say yes. You just want to play Cranko with Intruder Alarm. That's 100% why I want it to happen. That is 100% (laughs) why I want this. Or I want to play Marin Mornsong with all of those white enchantments or red enchantments that say players can't search libraries. Oh, yeah. So you can just... Sorry. You like that? (laughs) This is magic. This is what we're doing now. Take three. You could just do like a Rakdos deck and that could be what you... what the end goal is. Yeah. That's not the same. I it just doesn't feel the same. I want to do it with just my commander. I don't want to have to draw into it like a pleb. Okay, let's rip through these Gallobraid and Morinfen decks real quick. Okay. First first few cards I'm looking at scream at me, Big Daddy Black. All right, we talked about the life switching things. I see a Platinum Angel. I see a Drain Life, a Corrupt. I see a Nightmare Lash. And what's the other one? Gives your equipped creature plus one, plus one for each swamp you control. Stratocyte? No. Is uh, it a Stratocide? The Stratocide would also go in this deck. You exile a swamp and then uh, equip creature gets swamp bigger. <laughs> we got Eon Hub, like you skip your upkeep. There's um, Soren Markov. Could you set yourself to 10 with Soren Markov and then switch life totals? No. Oh. Well, whatever. Soren Markov, he probably goes in, in Big Daddy Black, right? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just got to set somebody to 10 also. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and then you just commander damage them in one hit with your Nightmare Lash commander. Yeah, or you regular damage them with your creatures that you probably have. Yeah. So, it is it, oh, Exanguinate I'm looking at, that's like that's how you win, right? Is this the deck? Is this is this the deck that we want to build or a uh, better question? If you're going to play Big Daddy Black, who are you using like um Shieldred or Mega Trader to Mortals or 
I guess you could do the Marin Morn song. There's lots of more efficient mono black commanders you could build if you wanted to just do the big black deck. But you're being way less creative. Yeah, I think I like this. And you know what? I'm all for digging backwards in time and finding shit from Weatherlight. And this really sets you up to try something a little different. Yeah, for sure. Like we're looking at like the the more common black commanders. Like even if you go up to like things that have fifty lists, you're looking like Ascendant Evancar and Yargle. Yargle has more lists than he's vanilla. And I guarantee it's gonna be the exact same deck. Pump them up big, make a bunch of mana, and beat in. And it's not gonna have that neat little include of the mirror. Yeah. With the life switch thing. You're just playing a generic dude because he's a 9-3. You're not playing him because you want to play Yargle. William. No, you don't want to play. Nobody wants to play Yargle. You yeah, play Yargle you want to play Yargle because you want to like make a meme out of it, right? Yeah, or you want to kill somebody with a tainted strike and nothing else. For sure. You know what? You, you play Galibrade and Mornfen when you want to run that Magus of the Mirror, because I have one painted like a leprechaun ready to give away to our next patron. <laughs> so if you want to build Galibrade and Mornfen and you want like a leprechaun that looks like a pimp, I can't make them not look like pimps. Because they are, in fact, little pimps. Yeah, yeah. Get at us at uh, patreon.com slash CCO podcast. I've actually, I, I have a buddy named Tyg. He's from Ireland. He's a real Irish guy. Oh, yeah. And I asked him, like, pimp, leprechaun. What's the difference? And he looked at me like very severely and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so there it is. That's it. Yeah, it's a thing, man. Sweet. Should we uh should we move on? Sure. We have got it's it's got black in it as well, but this time Demir. Listen to this. This was on our original list as well. And just recently we actually had a a, a patron say, Why aren't you building this? Nebuchadnezzar. Am I saying that right? Yes. That's the ship from the Matrix. Yeah. It was also something in like Greek mythology or something, wasn't it? Well, we're building it. It's got 80 lists. And if you get the Chronicles one, 35 cents. Fun fact, Nebuchadnezzar was the first and second king of Babylon. Yeah. It's also a wine, says Google. Yeah. We Googled it. We did. I actually have the whore of Babylon tattooed on my leg. The whore? The whore of Babylon. Neat. Yeah. So... If you see me at C- or FU Calgary, CCO Calgary? If you CCO me at FU Calgary, if you see me at MF in Calgary, I'll show you the tattoo. It's nice. Sweet. Yeah. I was hoping we were going to get something dirty. No. Because we Googled it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are experts at it. That's why we tell people how to avoid the line, the landmines. It's like those dog turn landmines that show up after the snow melts, oh, except dude. on Google. We're here to we're here to help. Okay, so let's let's get into it. Let's give it the old CCO read here. Maybe we'll pull up the uh, Oracle text because this sucker's got a novel. Give it the old CCO read. Okay, Nebuchadnezzar. It look I always thought it was a boat. Ah. Even looking at it now, it looks like a boat getting hit by like a wave. And you see that there's the there's the mast and then like what's left of the sail, but it's just a guy. It's a dude. In the wind. Yeah. Yeah. He's the king of Babylon. Human Wizard 3-3 three, three for blue-black 3. X, tap, name a card. Target opponent reveals X cards at random from their hand. That player then discards all card with that name that they revealed. Activate this ability only on your turn. So, okay. Uh, X equals 1. I name a card. 
you reveal that card at random. You reveal one card at random, and if it matches the card I name, you discard it. Right. Chances that I get your card, very low. Very, very low. Like, what do I go? X equals one on turn six and say mountain when you're playing mono red, and you shuffle your hand of three cards. Yes. And, and reveal a not mountain. This card sucks. Yeah, this card is, is pretty bad. What if X equals eight, and I just, like, name mountain, and you reveal your whole hand? Then it's better. It's better. You're right. It's better. Because <laughs> I can get all the mountains. That's right. Okay. Not terrible. What if, and and we're looking at the EDH rec page again, what if we're playing like telepathy? That's the number one card in the deck. That's the one where opponents play with their hands revealed. Yeah. Is that Does that make it better? I just pick the card that I want to get and then just pay X equals number of cards in your hand. It makes it better. Still not good. How many of those kinds of effects do I need to run to make it good? Like if I have Geth's Grimoire and Seer's Vision and um, Spy Network and Peak. Glasses of Urza. Yeah, like, is that enough? I guess. Well, then you're just running like, look at the hand and ramp. Could I play like, could I play Thoughtseize and Duress and Ostracize and, and stuff too? If you're shredding hands, yeah, I mean... Once their hand is empty and they only have one card, paying one and tapping a creature to make them discard their one card is okay? Yes, when you have one card and I know what it is. Yeah. If I don't know what it is, that's still bad. Yeah. Right? And and Duress could miss on that. Thoughtseize might not. But hand shredding, like, typically is not very good unless you can hit all players. Bottomless pit. Yeah. Or, um, you know what this deck gives me the feel of is, like, um, Nekuzar Light. Shitty Nekuzar. Shit user. Yeah. Yeah, Nekuzar shit. I don't know, whatever. I like that one better. I, I think that's the best one. So yeah, yeah Liliana's Caress and uh, Migram and um, uh, I don't know. Your Waste Knot is one, is another one? Waste Knot's a good one, yeah, because one? you just like pick the thing that you want them to discard if you want to get a zombie token from your Waste Knot. Or, Ooh, Waste Knot would be good in this deck. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about Spectre Tribal? Ooh. That's a thing, right? We've got a Spectre, uh, a legendary Spectre creature from Dominaria. And we've got the Haunt of Hightower from the new Ravnica block. Right. That is a vampire. It should be a Spectre. 100%, yeah. <laughs> we talked about that on our, our set review for that show. He's the color for... But why wouldn't you just play the legendary Spectre if you're new Spectre tribal? I think that this is maybe better late game. And it gives you that interesting access in which, to, and you get to play a card like Telepathy. Oh, dude, we've talked about Telepathy before. Like, you need to make sure that when you just lay your hand down on the table face up, you have like a hand zone. Yeah. Right? So people don't think that your hand's in play. I've definitely done that. I think when we were still playing like 60 card regular magic multiplayer, I think I played Telepathy in a deck and I just, I never attacked. Like, Jesus, he's got so much stuff. Yeah, that's terrible, hey? That's the it worst. comes out on turn one when people still have seven cards in their hand. Yeah. Oh. You go first. Turn one. Island. Tap. Telepathy. Holy shit. The board is insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is this game? Or people will draw cards and then hold them and they'll forget where their hand is. Yeah, right? It's, like it's you, you got to make sure that you set the ground rules for something like telepathy or telepathy effects, I should say, right? Nebuchadnezzar is the game outside the game. That's what he is. Dude, what if what if you just make like a Demir deck that has nothing to do with Nebuchadnezzar and you're just like, don't make me cast it. 
I got telepathy. I got telepathy mana up. Don't make me cast that either. Like, is that a thing? Yes. You just chalk it full of like, uh, you just make the most miserable Demir deck, hey? Oh, that would be so funny. Yeah, dude. Oh. Like, and, and going back to the Spectre Tribal thing, now you can play like Cyclonic Rift. Yeah, you can play Rift. Yeah, not terrible. Not, not. I would include bad. Blue just to play that card, right? I didn't realize it was so expensive until I went to buy one the other day. And it was yes. Like $20. I was like, oh my God. I yeah, dude. I don't want it anymore. I ripped a pack foil one, hey? So excellent. Nice. I bought a pack foil one when they were not as much money as they are now. Yeah. So do you want to build this deck? Is this a thing? You could build the Chronicles one, 35 cents, or you could build the Legends one for, we looked it up, it was like two bucks or something, right? Spectre Tribal, I'd try it. I think I'd try it. And would you do the Telepathy Peak sub-theme? 100%. Yeah? You play the junk cards like this to get the sub-theme. That's what you get them for. You know what you could play in this in this deck is um, Cursed Scroll, where you, um, t it's like tap two, you tap it and tap two, name a card if the revealed card is the one that they show you is the one you named. They take two damage. It shocks them. Ooh. You could just shock them every turn. Hey, That's hey, terrible, hey. but it lets you play Curse Scroll, and that was like, that was a big deal back in like standard in Urza Block Day. Yeah. That, that was a world champ deck. Yes, it was. And then yeah. they made uh, Magus of the Scroll. He's red. You can't play him, but. Oh, yeah. It's the whole thing. Okay. So you'd play this. I would give it a try. I would try it. And he's got that sweet Richard Kane Ferguson art. Too, yeah, the right? art is totally dope. And now that it's smaller on the screen again, I'm back to thinking it's a boat, even though I know it's a guy. I kind of think it looks like a mountain with a guy's face carved in it. And then some clouds around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's some shit. That's a thing, right? Yeah, it is. Dang. Okay, well, how about how about the next one? Now, okay. we, we, we got two more here, and we're going to sort of cheat on this next one. Ooh, okay. We're going, right. to, we're going to Boros Town. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's already bad. So it's small guys, tap them and attack. Is that what we're going to do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, is. we're going to move on now. Just kidding. <laughs> um, this next list actually isn't... Oh, we forgot to say how many lists Nebuchadnezzar had. Shit. 80. 80? Hit 80. Okay. This next one actually has more than 100. What? I know, but hear me out. This is like the special... This is like the special case. Now, you just pointed at anus and cyanide. Annex and cymede? Or that. Whatever. Yeah, this is as bad as anus and cyanide. Yeah, don't put... Do not Google yeah, that. Don't. Yeah, don't. Give it, the, give it the old read here, because this one's interesting. I actually like it. Anus and cyanide is a 3-2 for red, white, one human soldier with first strike and vig. And whenever you cast a spell that targets it, creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and trample. Trample, hey? That's a... It's not usually often where Boros things just give you trample on mass like that. That's yeah, a green that, thing. That's a thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what? I like cards with two people on them. Why? Uh, I just think it's... I think it's cool. I like two cards with one person on them that say partner. That's also good. And like Cranko? And then blue Cranko, and Cranko that's blue has partners with Cranko. Blanco, blue Cranko. Yes. Or uh, clue, Cranko blue. I think there's already a clue card, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a clue game. Yes. Yeah, we're going to jail. <laughs> I think that uh, two people on one card gives opportunity for uh, future cards with like just the one person. One's red, one's white in this case. Hey, yeah, maybe we'll get Fred and Barney from way back in our give away the minotaurs oh yeah. Thing, yeah or we'll get anus and siamid on their own cards 
with partner. Well, I'm super excited for her anus's card is. So I can say anus <laughs> something worst something. ever. Ooh, I hope that it's like she's evil now and she's a vampire so that she'll also have blood in her name. So she'll be <laughs> so she'll be anus butt. You're the worst. <laughs> I like this deck. It's got 218 decks or I like this card, sorry. 218 decks and this is the thing it's chock full of like one and two drop creatures that you you think that you want to just turn sideways and beat but get this you know that i like zada i do it's like my cedh deck let's say what if this was your red white zada list hmm. right you you've heard of the five color general tazari zada list Yes. Zada's an ally, so you can find them by playing by paying Wooberg with your General Tazri. Right. And then you have access to five colors worth of cantrip effects. Ooh. But then you're a slave to the five color mana base, right? Brutal. And yeah, not always the greatest when you're when you need like that exact pip every time. That's miserable. And, and or it's expensive. That too. So if you go Boros and you just chalk your deck full of those shitty one mana cantrip spells and you just always target Anus and Siamede, your team is going to get plus one and trample every time you target them, draw a card, target them, draw a card, target them, draw a card. All your tokens and one drops are going to turn into five fives, six sixes, seven sevens with trample. Yeah, and then if you play Zata and a bunch of other creatures with Heroic, you could get all kinds of crazy shit going on. Dude. Right, so that'd be neat. I would, I would play that. I would try play that. that. It's like it's like Boros Zada, and I, I don't think that like the EDH rec list really doesn't reflect that. It reflects the low to the ground white weenie beater, like every other Boros yeah, deck on and, the earth. And I don't, I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's a thing. I no. think our build is cool. I think ours is better. Of course, I do. Okay, so you would play it. We've established this. I would definitely try this. I okay. would try this one, yeah. What would you try it instead of in the Boros color identity? Like, well, I don't have a Boros list currently. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. I've got Bryon Stoutarm, which is pretty fun, pretty pretty high energy deck. It plays lots of, lots of big drops, let's say. Yeah, I suppose he does. I was he has a his 541 list it's not terrible fling dot deck i was going to actually build the what, what are their real names wars toll and sun streaker what the hell are their names uh fire song and sun speaker that's them yeah i actually was going to try and build them i was gonna that uh remember that barbed wire fence deck that we built yeah that was, I was a, actually that gonna was a, um arca audience i think yeah i was actually gonna put a variant of that together but with my my zombie deck now I just have too many decks. Oh, I have. Yeah. Fi- I'm up to fifteen. Woo! That's too many, dude. It's too many. I can't manage it. And now I've got all these ideas for other decks I want to build, and I and I can't. I know this. This list is actually giving me, and this whole arc, this lovable losers arc, oh. man, has just making me want to brew everything we put together because they're so weird. The decks are crazy. They're insane, and I like it a lot. And you know what? That fire song and sun speaker. That is a cool card. It is excellent, and that lets you like the anus and cyanide. That lets you play things that you don't normally play in commander. Exactly. Right. You're playing your lightning helixes and your chain lightnings or whatever. Right. I'm flipping yeah. through my my good stuff box the other. Day and I found my my alpha and beta bolts. Ooh. Like I just want to jam those, right? And here's a deck for them. That's the thing. All right, what's the last list? Last list. And this is this is a this is not a stinker. It's a good card. This is a good ass card. Yeah. 
toothy imaginary friend. What? Yeah. No peer? No peer. Nice. You gave me the restriction back in the planning phases for this arc, like um, over a month ago. Yep. You said no partners. Yeah, we're not going to do any part, like the bad partner pairings, just because lots of those have no lists, because why would you combine them together? They don't really work, so it's too easy. Yeah, I've got a note here. Uh, to that end that there's such a steep 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 drop off in three and four color commanders from the ones that are air quotes good to the ones that are just like random combinations of partners to get the color combinations yeah then you're just you're playing a a toothy deck but you play peer so you can have green yeah and i mean that's fine and of course traditional magic strategy if you want to win would say do that (laughs) yeah that's how you do it it's fair we're not doing that today. Hell no. So we we look at Toothy on EDHREC.com. Three lists. Three. We click on them. Get your shit together, EDHREC. We go in. It's Toothy and Peer combined 181 lists. There's so few lists for Toothy, they don't even count him. <laughs> you don't matter, Toothy. So we're going to add one. He's imaginary. Why would he matter? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but we're going to add. We're going to make the fourth list right now this really is, fast. This is what I got. Okay. So we talked about this before when we did Will and Rowan Kenrith when we were giving that deck away. Oh, yeah. You can cast one of them and search your library and fail to find the other one. That is correct. And that'll give you a shuffle effect. Yes. And that is useful so you can avoid things like Brainstorm Lock. Yes. You brainstorm and then put two cards that you didn't want back on top of your library that maybe they're like land, land, and it's like turn 10. You just want gas, right? Yeah. Well, if if you had maybe not Toothy in play, you could cast them and search and fail to find just a shuffle to avoid a brainstorm lock. Although ideally you want to have Toothy in play when you play brainstorm because then he gets three bigger. Yeah, and then, and then you could bounce them and then just rip through the brainstorm cards you put back on top, right? Yeah. You could also use brainstorm to protect yourself from the Nebuchadnezzar specter list. <laughs> put your brainstorm cards on top to protect them and then bounce your Toothy in response to a wrath to draw them again. Nice. Right? So give Toothy a read. We didn't read him. We're telling you what he does. <laughs> Toothy is a 1-1 for blue 3. Partners with Peer doesn't matter for this particular example. Whenever you draw a card, put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on him. Whenever he leaves play for any reason, you draw a card for each plus 1, plus 1 on it. This guy's a house in my Arjun the Shifting Flame deck. Yeah, because he gets like to be an 80-80. Yeah, he was an 80-80 at one point. I was just praying nobody had that path. <laughs> yeah, oh. lost the game. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is what I got. Tons of card draw to buff him up. That's all you need. I don't think that that's, there's any, the cat's out of the bag, you know what I mean? Like blue, draw cards, got it. Yeah. At like one, two, three, four, five drop slots, all at instant speed. Yep. Instant speed, no blocks, make them bigger. Right. Guess what? You have blocks, one mana instant speed, make them unblockable. Guess what those cards also say on them? Draw cards. Yeah, like I'm thinking... The one that gives him shadow for blue, draw a card. Yeah. Unblockable for blue, draw a card. So good. Flying until end of turn. Draw a card. Draw a card for blue. All of those cards make them hard to block, make them bigger, and replace themselves. Are we building a Voltron deck? This is like Toothy Voltron, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. You make them unblockable, you make them big. He costs four, which I think is fine. I think that is the casual commander wheelhouse. 
I think. I think there's there. I mean, there's competitive decks that have four drop commandies. True. Right. Or like partner lists that have two and three or three and four drop partners. Yeah. Right? I think that this is fine. And I think it's a great card. Yeah, I just I want to build it. <laughs> I have a toothy, and balls on pier, right? Like I don't care. Pierre can suck it. I hate that. I don't even know what he does. I honestly don't know what he does. And I don't want you to tell me, and I don't want any of you out there to tell me, because I don't want to know. I don't care what he does. He's actually good. He's probably terrible. He's probably the worst little boy in the history of Magic the Gathering. He's probably worse than Norrin the Wary. Have you ever seen modern hardened scales decks? Yes. Wait. Yes-ish. I've seen them physically, but I've never looked through them. Hardened scales. That's what Pierre is. Okay. I remember that being a thing. Extra counters. I have hardened scales. Yeah, it's super good. The card, not the deck. Yeah, I don't have hard anything. <laughs> Except for when we're talking about Toothy. There we go. Would you build this? I wouldn't, because I already have a deck that does the same thing with Toothy in it. But okay. I can I can see the appeal, though. For sure. Do I you can... like drawing cards? Yes. Do you like beating wholesale ass with unblockables? Absolutely, I do. Do you like funky, weird shenaniganery with three lists. Yeah. Honey pee. I also like the picture because it's scary teeth. Oh, yeah. You have a thing for scary teeth. Yeah, scary teeth are my thing. Don't watch the movie Teeth? Or maybe you do watch oh, Dude, I've already watched Teeth. Come no, on. I'm talking to CCO Nation. Oh, okay, yeah. Unless, yeah. Nah, it's, the lady has teeth in her vagina. That's what the show's about. Can you imagine? And not like nice, like... Yeah, they're not, like vampire monster teeth. They're, they they bite off wieners. It's Yeah, not like Charlie on WWE, nice teeth. Yeah, it is not funny like killer condoms from outer space. It is. They take that shit way too seriously. I didn't know that that was a thing. That is a thing. That one everybody should go and find and, and watch part of because it's a pretty funny show. Yeah, I kind of want to. You know what? No plans for New Year's party party next year? Killer condoms from outer space. Yeah, we're watching it. <laughs> Do you watch that with dudes? Like, I feel like you, I feel. It's, it's fine. It's not like there's a bunch of wieners everywhere. Well, they're running around because they're inside the condoms. But like, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's not a porn. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rather build in mono blue than toothy? Like, is there good stuff? Well, there's lots of good stuff in mono blue. It's mono blue. Yeah, but this is the arc of lovable losers, dude. We got to pick somebody is there another loser that I would rather build in mono blue other than Toothy? Yeah, that's a better question, I guess, because like there's tons of good mono blue commanders. Just look at the top here. Yeah, I'd rather build Braids and Teferi because I'm so much better than you. Oh, yeah. and uh, I want to build uh, Baby Flip Jace and just draw cards. I would build Nezahal. Oh, yeah. I like Nezahal a lot. I've ne only got to play him once or twice, but I like him a lot. That's the guy that you ditch to... Um, make him dive down so, like, you exile him so he can't be targeted. Right? He's like a giant dude. He gives you no maximum hand size. You can throw cards away to make him dive onto the ocean to protect him from stuff. And whenever your opponents cast, I think, non creature spells, you draw cards. Super sweet. So he's just dope. He's yeah, just he's a cool. seven drop, too, hey? Yeah. Oof-da. That's why he only has 76 lists. Yeah. You know what? Right uh, two below uh, Nezahal, my very first ever commander deck is a lovable loser. 65 lists. Baron Master Wizard. Oh, yeah, there he is. I remember yeah, that guy. Yeah, blue, blue, one for a one, one. Counts as a wizard because he's just a legend. Yeah. He's a fucking legend. <laughs> you pay two and return a permanent to your own hand to bounce target permanent. Neat. So good. 
He's not too bad. Back in the day, I think I've talked about it before. Back in the day, when you could play Talarian Academy and Emrakul, you just bounce your own Emrakul to bounce their thing, and then cast your Emrakul again, and you just kill them. <laughs> Greasy. You just kill them. That's why Emrakul and Talarian Academy are banned because that's what you did with them. Yeah, that's that's the whole point. That's yeah. Those are the dark days, kids. Those are the dark <laughs> days of Commander. <laughs> Back so, when it was called EDH. Yes. I still call it EDH. Yeah, me too. Yes. <laughs> so Baron Nezahal actually going to something that I wanted to bring up in this this particular episode, which sure. is Nezahal is just kind of a... How would you build Nezahal? You'd build just a big blue draw cards, beat wholesale ass blue deck. Yeah, I'm sure some people would do like Sea Monster Tribal yeah, as well. But, but you've got a general that just is good he beats yeah you play a thing he's just good he's got a cool effect attached to him he draws you cards all by himself he's good yeah so maybe you just want to build a blue deck like i just want to build this cool blue combo that i thought of just now i don't really know who the commander is going to be so i'll just pick nazahal because he's a cool commander yeah you can do that in virtually any color yes same with toothy same with whatever so maybe instead of being that guy that just you want to build you're, you want to be like your boy Brando, so you want to build Grow, but you don't really know who to build, so you just do Angry Omnath because he's the best. Yeah, he's he's really good, yeah. He's good in every deck because you play lands in every deck. Every deck's going to play lands. Every deck's going to get five fives that turn into bolts. It's going to be awesome. So let's say you don't want to be that guy. You could go on to edhrec.com, mm-hmm. and you could travel down to the bottom of a list because you want to play, let's just say Rakdos. Let's just use Rakdos as an example because it has the card that we talked about earlier. Oh, yeah. And you could just build Lady Orca. Lady Orca. Give her a read. Lady Orca is a 7-4 legend for red, black, five. That is all. She's got a That's... mountain of flavor text, but she's just got a effing cool picture. She's a super interesting card that you can get for, what, 25 cents? Yeah. And you just get to, you get to play your Rakdos build, but you're not being that guy that plays the shitty value commander where it's like, I just built this combo list and oh, I just put Rakdos in it or oh, I just did what I just put in a shitty value commander. You're going to build the deck you want to play and have it helmed by somebody that's going to get some conversation going at the table. It's going to get people interested in your deck and you're not going to get stomped with the thing like when you play... um. We talked about it. We did on the show, Sea Monster Tribal, Zer. Zer, Sea Monster Tribal, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to get your ass hole reamed out because you're playing Zer, but you're really playing a Sea Monster Tribal deck. You're playing your vampire deck or your sanguine bond combo deck or your vampire, whatever. Yeah. But you got Lady Orca instead of just some value engine. Yeah, there's there's actually two lines of, of thought and conversation we could go down with those examples. I and mean, we've talked about the, the Sea Monster Tribal Zur list lots where you're playing Zur to get the colors, let's say, and then it's Sea Monster Tribal and you have to convince people that yeah. you're not an asshole, yeah. right? And you can still use Zur to be an asshole. Like, you can use Zur to, like, you know, get a... Because sometimes you just have to win the game. Yeah, sometimes you want to play Sea Monster Tribal with, like, uh, Necropotence backup to just draw 20 cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if what if you're playing Lady Orca and you're like, oh, it's just a Lady Orca deck, oh, eh, whatever. But really, it's like uh, ad nauseum combo deck. And it could be right. And, and why not? Do do when you sit down and you see Lady Orca, then do you say, oh yeah, I'm gonna kill this guy because he's probably just like trying to divert attention playing Lady Orca. And it could be. I just feel that's a little bit. I think for me, you think that's too try hard. 
Maybe. Maybe. But I think that it's less, it's also less tryhard at the same time. Because you're not, because <laughs> if you wanted to be super tryhard with that, you could put on like a card drawing engine or a... Play Zancha. Yeah, you could play Zancha or you could play, I don't know, Old Rakdos or Olivia or Caravec the Merciless. You could play some horrific general that just either draws you cards or Fs everybody around you. You could play Vile Smasher or something. Oh, yeah. Vile just be- Smasher. Just because he's really good. But you're not. You want to. This is the deck you want to play, and you just pick something for the colors, not the value. You Oloro pick it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, and that's actually what got me thinking about this. Is I believe at one point, or still one, I think it's Alex has an Oloro deck that doesn't have blue in it, or it doesn't oh, have. Oh no, that white that w- that was me. It used to be a Demir deck that I wanted to run, pull from Eternity in, in case it was a Lab Maniac deck. It was pretty good. It uh, it needed a pull from Eternity just in case Labman got exiled. I didn't have any other ways to win because my library's empty or I just doomsdayed myself. So I needed a pull from Eternity. So I added like Tundra and a bunch of whites, like a couple white things, uh, Fetchland, Shockland, Dualland, just in case I needed to get them back from exile. But I never cast Allura. I just used it to gain life uh, pre-ad nauseum. So you needed the white... And you just picked the best value card that gave you that color. Yeah, and it just so happened that um, I was already running Ad Nauseum and then in my Demir deck and then Allura was printed in Commander 13. So I was just like, yep, I guess this makes the deck like way better at the cost of drop an island, play a Tundra, drop a Swamp, play a, a Godless Shrine. Yeah. Like, whoa, now my deck is better. I'm already running Command Tower. I'm already running fetch lands that have blue, white, and black, white in them. So, <laughs> And if you wanted, but if you wanted to be less of a butthole and just be like, hey, I want to play, what's the what's the name for that ability that Alordo has? Um, Eminence? Where yes. it just happens yeah, all the time? Yeah, technically it's, it's like Eminence, but it's not written on his card. But yeah, it's in your command zone and something just happens. You could have played Lady Evangela. Another lady. Yeah. Now, while she's expensive, her card is pricey. I'm just using her as an example because she's the one the lowest down on the EDHREC.com page. That isn't what we talked about. Some shitty-ass partner combination. That's right. (laughs) And she has a marginal effect, but she gives you your colors. Cool art, right? And she's kind of sexy. I like her dress. I like like everything about that. I like the... uh... The monotone background with a little bit of trees. There's a rainbow. She's got sexy thing dress thing and like this weird hook side thing. And she can fog creatures. I don't hate that. Yeah, like she's a decent, she's a serviceable card, but more importantly, she just lets you have access to build the deck you want to build. And you don't look like an asshole for just, I just picked this for the colors. You know what? The Lady Orca thing... I'm uh, adding a blue commander to my Krenko list just so I can put an intruder alarm in it. That <laughs> I'm avoiding my own trap. Get this. The Lady Orca thing, I think, is a trap. When somebody sits down with Lady Orca, I'm I'm going after them because I know that they're up to something as a means to divert attention with that Lady Orca. With this Lady Evangela or whatever you said her name was, that sits down with me um, across the table. I'm like, that's cool. This is probably a cool deck. I don't care if you're playing it for the colors. That's a cool card. That card is cool because it's old. Yeah. And I want to play with you, dude, because you're probably cool. That's a good example. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. And it's just a 
it's a way to both make and it, I mean it's probably going to be a t- sign that the deck is just the deck and it doesn't matter what your commander is but still yeah because if you want to make fog dot deck you're going to play Angus McKenzie exactly right and I mean he's five times more expensive than this lady whatever her name is but uh, whatever and then you have to play fucking chromium <laughs> I hate that card <laughs> I hate all those old dragons <laughs> I hate that card that's a good place to end with uh, with shitty ass chromium. So that's 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 our lovable losers bonus show. Now, CCO Nation, get after us on Twitter at CCO Podcast at CCO Brando, um, Gallibrade and Mornfen, Nebuchadnezzar, Annex and Symede, Tooth the Imaginary Friend, or running a jank commander just for the colors. What are your thoughts on all of those things? Brando will take it away with the. Uh, the giveaway summation and final thoughts of the day. If you want to get entered to win our Alesha Who Smiles at Artifacts deck, check us out on any of our social media. They're all listed on commandercookout.com. Any follows, if you do something horrific to the like button and then comment about it, that'll get you entered twice. All very good. We're all over YouTube. We're everywhere. Just check us out, interact with us, help us spread the word of CCO Nation, and you'll be entered to win a really cool deck. You can listen to them tech it at Commander's Brew on their episode 162. Thank you. As for my final thoughts of the day, this arc is and has been a lot of fun for me because it lets us look at cards that we normally wouldn't play and nobody else is really playing and figure them out and do something cool and unique with them. And I think that at the end of the day, that's what I think EDH really should be on a casual kitchen table level. You want to find something that's cool and just build it. And if you're just going to do something that's cool and build it, it gives you an opportunity to go out to your local game store online or your buddy who's been playing Magic forever and he doesn't play anymore and get one of their old shitty cards and just be like, hey, look what I got. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Anything that gives you the opportunity to go out, interact with the community, and do something a little different, I think, is great for the game. It's great for you, and it's what we're all about here on Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! (laughs) 